Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. And today we're going to continue with our discussion of becoming acquainted with the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk from a relational standpoint on today. Want to let you know if you miss any episode of On Point, you can go back and listen to them by going to podcast.vincenttedwards.com. That's podcast.vincenttedwards.com. Or you can just go to my Instagram, click on the link in my bio, pull up the link tree, and then just click on the podcast. But other than that, it's podcast.vincenttedwards.com. Hello, Bishop. How you doing today? I am doing fine, sir. How are you? I am doing just wonderful getting over our Mother's Day. You know, hopefully all the men did their wives and their mothers really, really well and did something special for them on yesterday. Yes, sir. And and again, uh, we want to thank God for all of the mothers, all of the mothers and what they have done over the years to get us to where we are today. I'm just appreciative of my mother and my wife and my family and those who were mother figures uh, to me, even though they may not have been related to me. They were mother figures to me. So I'm very appreciative on today. Likewise, so so many, so many uh, great women. And even if we look at the life of Jesus and in that time that he lived, when women weren't put up that high, he had a lot of women around him and and helping him in the ministry. So women play a very, very important role in society then and now with respect to Jesus. Yes, sir. You are totally correct about that, sir. Very much so. So now with our discussion on becoming acquainted with the Holy Spirit, how can you show us it, show us this type of uh, acquaintance from a relational standpoint? Well, let me begin on today with just reading a portion of the scripture from the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, the second chapter, uh, verses one through four, and it gives somewhat the background to what we are talking about and dealing with during this particular um, subject on today. Acts 2, 1 through 4 tells us, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I I think it's very important that we understand the Holy Ghost is a person just like the Father, just like the Son, a part of the Trinity. And we need to understand exactly the closer we get to God and the closer we get to His Son, Jesus, we should develop a relationship with God's Spirit. Because after all, His Spirit is His presence. Uh, His presence is His Spirit. And so with that uh, being said, you must understand that the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 2 and 4, is given to believers who ask for it. And if you ask for something, if you develop a relationship with something, it helps you to understand what it means to be spiritually strong. Because we all believe in the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit. We, we all do. But to understand it as a relationship it is so much better. I'll put it this way. Uh, As a newborn believer in Jesus Christ, I am saved. I am committed to God. 
and I am prepared to do what he wants me to do, but I want to be sanctified. I really want to be set apart. And the only way that I can do that is I have to have an ongoing relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, an ongoing relationship is not using it or not getting it when you only need it. I want to repeat that because a lot a lot of times people think that they only pray uh, in God's spirit or they only pray uh, with the belief in God's spirit only when they want certain things. Well, my relationship with God and my relationship with his spirit is based upon more than just trying to get close to him when I need him. I've always been told that if you develop an ongoing relationship with someone or something, then you don't have to ask it uh, for something. It automatically knows uh, what you need before you even ask for it. And so that's how I feel about my ongoing relationship with God's spirit. I don't want to just try to use it when I need something, but I want to always keep that relationship a strong relationship. I ought to read the Bible, not just for preparing messages or preparing sermons, but I ought to read the Bible on a day-to-day basis because I want a relationship with God through his word. I don't just pray to God when I need him. I need to pray to him every day because I want an ongoing relationship in speaking and communicating with him. And that's how I feel about God's spirit. I want that relationship each and every day of my life. As a matter of fact, I want that relationship so strong, so vital, um, that when I don't need it per se, that I've already developed a relationship where I am there with it every single day. And I want what God has for me Whatever God has for me, I want it. And if it's a stronger relationship with his spirit, then that's what I want. The only way that you can go higher in Jesus and higher uh, in God in our relationship is through his spirit. And so to answer the question, I want a relationship, an ongoing relationship with his spirit, because I always want to be in and a part of his presence. So define, you know, looking at it from a relationship standpoint, that's time, that's effort, that's energy, that's work. And a lot of people don't want to put in the work, but they want the results. And I love the way you talked about um, having a relationship with the spirit, because that immediately took me Uh, to the book of John chapter four, beginning at verse 23. But it says, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, which brings up this point spirit. You can't see it. You say, pray, you say, read the Bible. How do you develop a relationship with something that's basically intangible at times that you cannot see? How do you do that, Bishop? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I'll put it this way. When there have been times in our lives where we have gone to God 
And we have asked him, Lord, in what direction do I need to go? And there are sometimes, because we are into our own feelings, we are into our own way of doing things. We want to accept that this is the way to go without us consulting God or his spirit in that particular direction. Well, in many cases, and I can just only speak for myself, Brother Edwards, in many cases, I have made some decisions that I probably should not have made. And I think we all would agree to that. We all would admit. Most definitely. And yes. And, and when we do, the spirit, uh, some people say it was my gut. It was my instinct. Well, with my relationship with God's spirit, he leads me and guides me into all truth. He leads me and guide, guides me into areas that I need development. And so... Instead of me accepting what was in my gut or what was in my part of my instinct, I went ahead and overrode what was being given to me in, in the direction that I should have gone. And I messed up. I made some mistakes. And quite frankly, it probably took several years to get back on track. Does that make sense, uh, Brother Edwards? Um, you know, we waste yes, a lot of times. Yeah, we, we waste a lot of time, rather. Um, when we could have gone straight instead of going right or left, when we should have just kept walking. But because of our flesh, because of how we want to do things, we decided that this is the area that I'm going into or this is the direction that I'm moving into. Well, that's not good. That That's not a good situation at all. So with that uh I have learned that whenever the Spirit of God moves upon me to do something, or whenever uh, I feel led of the Lord to do a certain thing, that's His Spirit leading me. And so I need to move in that direction. Uh, some people call it a feeling. Uh, some people call it um, um, a relational type of thing. But I think the more you spend time with God, um, we have none of us. We have none of us have seen God uh, physically. Uh, but the more we develop a relationship with Him through prayer, through reading of His Word, we know the direction that He wants us to go into, and so that makes it easier to follow that direction and to follow his insistence. Um, and instead of us calling it an instinct, uh, quite frankly, uh, it is his spirit leading us and guiding us. But if you don't, if you're not familiar with his spirit, you will go into something you shouldn't be involved in. But the more you spend time with him, the more you develop a relationship with his spirit, then you know what he's telling you to do certain things. There is a song that says, in your presence, in your presence, there is peace, there is joy. Let me linger. Let me stay in thy presence day by day till my likeness is seen in you. So the more I'm in his presence, the more I'm spending time with him, the more I know him. It's just, just like you know your wife or your husband or a family member because you've spent time with them. That's how it is with God and his spirit. You don't have to know him physically uh, to ever see him because no man has seen God in that, uh, in that state. But the more I spend time with him, I am familiar with his presence and I know, yes, 
this is God's spirit. Yes, this is where the Lord wants me to go into. And and just like that, I also, uh, there are some times when I am listening to someone or someone is telling me something and I know, wait a minute, that's not, that's not the direction of God. That's not what uh, his spirit wants me to be involved in. So that relationship thing goes both ways. The more you get to know him, the more he knows you, the more you get to know his spirit, uh, the more you are familiar and you have a discernment of what he wants you to do. But you have to spend quality time uh, in his presence so you'll know what to do and how to do it. It reminds me so much, Bishop, of the passage of Scripture that where it deals with that. Um, the Lord says, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. And in order to do that, if you are his sheep and you spend time, you know, when he is speaking to you by way of the Holy Spirit. You also talked about making mistakes and we all make mistakes, which um, which brought me over to Proverbs chapter three, when it's in verse five says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. And that's what we do. A lot of times we, we look at what we want to do and then we make our decisions. But if we go over to uh, Galatians chapter five, a life that is led by the Holy spirit is fruitful. Explain that to us. Well, the, the life that's led by the Holy spirit, tells us that you have to have some characteristics of God's spirit. Uh, you can't say that I'm a child of God if you don't have some characteristics that are God-like. For instance, when the Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit being joy and peace and long-suffering and meekness and temperance and those types of things, it, it just basically means that if I'm always in his presence, that I am going to relate certain things, certain characteristics that he has that I need. It's just like, um, it's just like uh, your parents. Um, if you uh, physically, um, there are some things that you have uh, in your DNA because of your parents and their DNA, because uh, their physical characteristics, maybe they might've been small in stature or maybe they might've been tall. Or they might have had they might have had uh, brown eyes or blue eyes or whatever the case is. If you are a child of a set of parents, there are certain things, certain characteristics that you are going to have. And if we claim to be children of God, we ought to have some characteristics that God has for us. To me. If you are a child of God, guess what? You are going to have some characteristics. You're going to be joyful. You are going to be filled with faith. You're going to have peace. You're going to go through long suffering. Why? Because those are the characteristics of his spirit. And those are the things which help us to understand who is who in the kingdom of God because of the characteristics that I see. A lot of people may not ever hear a sermon you preach, but the type of life you live, the type of characteristics that you exhibit should be reflective of God and his spirit. Do you think people are afraid 
of the Holy Spirit from this standpoint. I know they're in the church. There's not a lot of teaching on it. We know a lot about God. We know a lot about Jesus, but the Holy Spirit, do you think there may be some apprehension and at times maybe some disbelief because there are a lot of people that uh, talk about the cessation of the various gifts, like the gift of speaking in tongues and, and, and speaking of uh, the cessation of the gift of miracles and healings. Do you think there may be some apprehension with regard to the Holy Spirit? I think that people are often, when you're not familiar with certain things, if you're not familiar with those things, then you may begin to doubt if those things can really be manifest in your life. But whatever you speak, the Bible tells us that the power, we have power and that power is within our tongue. So whatever we say, it will come to fruition. Even psychologists even tell us that that we outwardly respond to what's on the inside. And that's basically uh, what it is for every Christian. You have the power in your tongue to control or to release certain things. I will uh, be uh, healed. I am healed. I am delivered. I am set free. I am sanctified. I am set apart to do the master's work. But you have to speak it. And when you speak it, uh, it begins to happen. Uh, So it's important for us to live that type of life where we not only testify about it, but that it becomes a part of us. You cannot say you have faith if you're always doubting uh, what God says that he can do. If he says that he will perform miraculous uh, acts, uh, then we need to be in the business of making that happen or seeing it happen. Uh, We have to believe. We just have to believe. And I believe uh, that uh, the Father has much for me, and I want a spiritual life that is pleasing to Him so that I can operate uh, in that realm uh, that He wants all of us to, to go into spiritually. So I'm excited about the Holy Ghost. I'm excited about teaching and preaching on the Holy Spirit. And I just hope and pray that the more I have a relationship with his spirit, with God's spirit, the more I will be able to move into the direction that God wants me uh, to go into. What would you say to that person that's listening right now with regard to what they need to do now? Next steps, they're, they're, they're a little hesitant. Uh, they're, they're learning about the Holy Spirit. They may be saved because we know in scripture, um, I believe it was Paul that came and, and talked to some of them. I, I believe it was Paul. And they said that we have not yet even believed or heard of the Holy Spirit. And then they, he laid hands on them and they were immediately filled. So what would you say to that person that that saved? And they say, I don't know if I have the Holy Spirit. What would you say to them? right now? I would just say that once you accept the Lord as your Savior, and once you have been forgiven of your sins, you don't want to just stay at that point. You want to go to a higher level, a higher dimension. And that's exactly where you need to be. How do you get there? Well, according to our belief of the Holy Spirit is that Again, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 2 and 4, is given to believers who ask for it. So just like I ask for him to forgive me of my sins, I need to ask him, Lord, now that I've cleaned myself spiritually, I need you to come in to me and baptize me in your 
spirit. I am a believer. I am a believer and I'm asking you, I'm asking you to come into my life. I now need the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit. And once the, the Holy Spirit indwells into me, I can live a holy and separated life. But I can't do that if I don't have God's spirit on the inside of me. That's the most powerful um, weapon that we have is God's spirit on the inside of us. So that's the next step. You've asked God to forgive you. You are now uh, turned away from the sins of the past and your past life. Now, let's go to a higher dimension. Let's get God's spirit. Let's develop a relationship with his spirit. Let's be baptized in his spirit. And let's ask for the spirit of God, because if we ask for it, we will receive it. The Holy Spirit is a gift. It is nothing that you work for. It is not something that you have to overextend yourself to receive. It is a gift, and it's yours for the asking. And once you ask for it, you receive it, then you can walk into a higher spiritual realm that God is calling each and every one of us to walk into. Thank you so very much for those great insights today, um, Bishop Rudolph. I'm going to open up the floor briefly for questions. Are there any questions for the bishop today on this segment, this edition of On Point? Any questions for the bishop today? Well, Bishop, there are no hands raised and we don't have any, any questions today. I'm going to give you the opportunity for the last words today before we close. Well, yes, sir. I, I'm excited about this uh, series that we're talking about, the Holy Spirit. And let me just remind each and every one of you that in order to be an effective witness in God's presence on today, we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, but ye shall receive power, Acts 1 and 8, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And I am thankful that after the Spirit of God has come upon me and after I have been baptized by his Spirit, now, now I can become an effective witness for Christ. Why? Because what I am talking to you about, I have experienced for myself. I can live a greater life in Christ. I can be stronger as it relates to the spiritual realm of Jesus Christ. And because of that, I am prepared to move in my new life with a newness uh, that I have not received at any other time. And I am excited to be a witness of this newness. So yes, I, I am just excited and I am looking forward to more of a conversation on God's Holy Spirit. And I hope that his spirit will rest, rule and abide in each and every one of us. And Bishop, I look forward to many, many more discussions on various topics and more teachings from you with regard to the Bible itself and other things. So I just I'm so glad to be a part of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. For those of you listening on Clubhouse, if you missed any editions of or any episodes, please just click on the link in my bio uh, in the Instagram, which is Mr. Speaker. That's M-I-S-T-E-R-S-P-K-R. Click on the link, go to my link tree and just click on podcast and you can 
go to the website and just click on on point for others you can just go to www.podcast.vincenttedwards.com click on on point and you will be able to listen to this episode and previous episodes of on point just want to let you know you've been listening to on point with bishop robert g rudolph where he is always speaking the truth to help keep you on point in every area of your life be blessed